Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, bringing you back for the special two-part edition with The Grim Reaper. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Booze Your Daddy. More importantly, make sure you're following us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page, a lot of live stuff coming, good things for you. Second part of the episode, here you go. No, I just think it's fun. And it's nice to have those nights, especially as everyone gets, look, everyone's getting older, more responsibility, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's fun to, uh, uh, and now everyone, and like I said, I always like to, I could always give people cover. You know, it's always kind of what I like. And you can, no matter what happens, if I'm organizing an event. You can put the blame on me. That's it. You know what? I didn't want to go here. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that, you know. So yeah, I like to give people cover and at least they can say, hey, Grim Reaper brought me here. Grim Reaper brought me there. (laughs) The Grim Reaper ordered this. The Grim Reaper ordered that. I hope that's on your next business card. Just like the Grim Reaper, we will do it for you. I should be. I should have been a party planner, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, there's something interesting too. Now, I, can I tell you my favorite Grim Reaper story, which you probably sure. don't remember at all because it was a very insignificant night. In college, I don't know if you had graduated just yet, maybe, or it was close to it. Uh, you have forever ruined Soko for me because that was one of your go-tos. That was one of your go-tos. And we were down at Princeton hanging out one night and there was beer pong or flip cup or I don't even remember. And the next thing you know, you take the Soko out because Soko and lime was one of your signature drinks fair for sure yeah and we didn't have any we didn't have any chasers at all and i do not know but you had the puppet master power to go into a cabinet grab some progressive soup i'll never forget the big blue can cracked it open poured it in like four different cups and you lined up two other people i wasn't the only idiot willing to follow you you're like guys we're doing these shots and we're chasing it with progressive and i was like that sounds like a great idea that That is disgusting i still can't even smell it i can't smell soco anymore without wanting to vomit one of my favorite stories about and he's you know you know his name's matthew (laughs) we'll go with matthew i love that you keep using people's first names and even i'm going ryan i don't know any oh that ryan we never called him ryan a day in his life okay we'll call him matthew but we 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 live close to each other now and he was a few years younger but the first time i met him i remember when he was i think pledging or at the house i was so hammered i was opening up cans of soup and just throwing them on the wall at i think the the yale house or the princeton house and he and i just saw this guy standing next to him like hey you want to you want to throw soup at the wall with me and he did and we started talking oh my and god the rest is history and now matthew. that matthew is so, one of the crazier people i've ever met i am so happy you know we joke a lot about how our guys in our fraternity like we were fuck-ups like we had some really really bad not eggs but like bad seeds if you were going to be like a stock investor and you went to the, we went to the university of maryland and you went there and picked out who you wanted to invest in we were the penny stocks that i would have been like don't waste your money like those True. are not I, the ones and when you look around at our 40 50 guys that we had you know throughout the years it is surprising how well most of us came out no we and we always said i mean i know i always said this and other guys did too if you if you could make it through because we had a lot of guys who failed out too or who we did we did i mean definitely you, if you were and 
it's all about balance. I, to me, that's the key to life, right? So if you were, if you were able to balance, if you were able to party the way everyone did party and, but still got your shit done and were able to get your work done, even if it was, you know, we used to have those insane study parties, which we won't get into, but no matter how- I was it, never a part of them. So I can laugh uh, all yeah, I want. If, I was, if, if, I liked going to class. I was the dummy that went to class and was like, if I just learned this the first time, I can just hang out and do whatever on finals week. Yeah. I was not a part of those Schmatterall parties. Yeah. I think it was more about it's, you know, if you wanted to go to class, you could. I've, and I'm the same way. I was the same way in law, you know, law school or wherever else. Like, it's, if some people just control for the exams and take them, you know, and then other people want to go to class every time. It's up to you. But, but if the guys who made it through, they did really well. I mean, crazy they, successful. You know, if, if we have doctors yeah, and lawyers and chiropractors and accountants and real estate CFOs, moguls, CFOs. We have some and, yeah. really successful people. And, you know, my best friend in the world, dude, Timmy, was easily one of the worst students in college. And a year or two after college, was figuring it out he may be the most successful person that i know that's crazy crazy yeah, it is absolutely uh, crazy it is and look it just goes to show you i mean it's about you know if you can if you can keep the balance you know keep that balance going get your shit done and pull through and i think it was good you know it, it's uh, looking in looking back in hindsight i mean it was definitely a benefit but it definitely benefited to kind of have that time and and have those years and it was uh yeah i mean jesus it's a fucking train wreck i uh, look i loved i i mean all the guys i mean everyone look i, I who, who am i talking i mean i was a complete complete mess and and still am in many ways but that, yeah, that's true. I mean, I look around also, like you said, and I'm kind of astonished like at how well everyone, you know, we get together for these reunions now and everyone is still hanging in there, doing really well and have been able to pull through. But that's the key. I always thought it was balanced. Nothing well, you know changed. my, the, the logo, the, not the logo, the motto of my physical therapy practice is you can't spell balance without Alan. Look at that. Amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's, fanta that's fantastic. That's great, like right? That. People of all the like, so I have a million bullshit sayings that I use. Just so many little cute little nuances, you know, more stretching, less fetching. My old Jewish people <laughs> love that. There's like, I have a million of them, dude. I can go on and on and on and on. The one that I go is like, hey, you can't spell balance. They go, oh, that's pretty good. Did you make that up? I'm like, it's the one original thing I have. Yes. There you go. Whatever works, you know, whatever works. All right. Um, so but, you had mentioned, uh, you had lived in New York City for a hot second and you introduced me to the douchiest place ever, 235th, but you also introduced me to the number one steakhouse in Manhattan. I am not paid to say this. I don't give a shit what people say about Peter Luger's. I will go garbage. to- Wolfgang's on 33rd and Park any yeah. night of the week. Best experience I've ever had. By by far. I mean, the best, it's the best steak in the city. And I've been to, you know, every place other people throw out. And first of all, Luger's is garbage. And I'm glad. I think Peter Wells like fucking destroyed them in a review. That was great. That review was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, all his review of Guy Fieri's restaurant in Times Square is still like the greatest single restaurant review of all time. But Wolfgang's is amazing. Great vibe. You know, we have a good crowd. I mean, I've been there. And it's a great place to start a night. Great steak. I mean, I remember there, I don't know if you were there with us this time. It was a group of seven or eight, I think, Teps. Oh, we were sitting next to these Russian guys, just speaking Russian, talking, and they're just drinking like motherfuckers. I mean, just Not drinking. So, yeah. And the guy, yeah, yeah. And the guy just leans over. And, you know, also, you know, Wolfgang's, all the waiters are male. I mean, it's really like an old school steakhouse, right? There's not all male waiters. Um, and it's got that kind of, you know, fun crowd that's, that's always around. These Russian guys are eating. And this guy just leans over and just puke. 
nukes, like <laughs> all like all all over the floor, and just just like without missing a beat, just like wipes off his mouth and goes back to eating his steak. <laughs> like the we're sitting at the table, like what the fuck? And the waiters just come over and mop it up, like keep nothing moving. happened. Keep just moving. keep moving. They kept drinking. The guy kept eating. It was funny. But those, those wow. nights, it's always fun to. But you know what? I think we've learned our lesson. You can't go to Wolfgang's and then and then think you're going to go out hard for the rest of the night because no, no one can move. No, no you're right. Move. I've gotten better at it as far as ordering. Like I'm that guy who goes to a steakhouse now and I sit with my friends and I go, guys, I've done this before. You're not going to order the fish, are you? That, no. that that's horrible. No, that's ridiculous. Right. So I'm a porter. I'm a porterhouse guy. Don't start with me. So I'm the guy that goes there nowadays and I go, everybody get an appetizer. We're going to split a bunch of steaks and then we're getting two sides or three, depending if we have that many people. And the people go, no, 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 let's get this. Let's get this. I said, guys, I've done this so many times and we literally do not finish the food or you roll out of that place like, oh, I can't eat anymore. I feel so bad. And they look at me like, you're just being a cheap ass. I'm like, all right, do whatever you want. And I've never walked out of there not full and it's so easy to overorder. It's so easy. No, it's true because you get into, I mean, you got to have the bacon appetizer. I mean, you Always. have to have the strip. You have to have the strip of bacon, but then yeah, you can get into all the appetizers. You can go like ballering at that seafood tower or, or I mean, you could just eat endlessly. Cream spinach, the hash browns are amazing. I mean, everything, uh, every, everything there is just amazing. And the desserts, you know, I get in trouble because the desserts are amazing too. I mean, Do you, you know those bastards? Dude, when we went there like a couple years ago for my birthday and I was like, hey, it's Snyder's birthday. And they brought me over the schlag, which is their yeah. like, signature. Yeah. Do you know they charged us $12 for that? Did they really? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not- hey, happy birthday, ice cream sundae, schlag, 12 bucks. You mean you're getting overcharged for something in Manhattan? I, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> no, I'm getting I, over I, free to $12 is a big range. I, I can't fathom. But yeah, 235th, I mean, yeah, I, I look, total, total douchebag place. And I, you know, God, I'm sure at this point there were a million better places. But I'll say though, best rooftop bar, best views in the city of any rooftop bar I'd ever been. If you're I mean, 24, just, it's really cute. But after 100, that. 100, 100%. And, and yeah. you can, again, yeah, a million other places to go. But great views. And you can uh, wear the Snuggies, you know? That they give you on the roof. Here's a story that I don't even know if you know about Wolfgang's. We did a boys' night out a couple of years ago. It was probably like two years ago. It was me, Schechter, I believe Timmy, and Paul. Okay. So I, we we do our we everything went the way you thought it would. It was like I did a video of like, hey everybody, I took a video of everybody kind of like having their steak and smiling, and I think I posted on Instagram. And then I did a like a video that I sent to some people, and it was more or less everybody giving each other the finger, like, hey, afangul, it's food. Right, you know? right, right. And the dinner finishes up, and we're getting ready to kind of you know go away and leave. And I think we were going to like another bar or something. And you know, Schechter and I go to the bathroom, and we come outside, and we're getting ready to leave the place, and Paul is standing outside like befuddled he is his hands in the air like what oh my god like what just happened oh what what in the and matt and i are like dude like what like we literally went to the bathroom came back what are you talking about and then timmy is there like it's okay it's okay don't don't worry about it. don't worry about it so here's what went down in the time that we went to the bathroom and the two of them went outside to like wait for us get some fresh air paul had a mint in his mouth spits it, hits a guy's car. The guy gets out of the car, comes over, picks a fight with Paul, and Paul just said, like, you know, go fuck yourself, buddy, or something like that. Right, right. The guy <laughs> cold cocks him in the side really? of the in the side of the face. Paul Please. grabbed him by the neck with one hand, transferred him to the other hand, and then pounded his face in until the hostesses came out and were like, please, please, he's a regular. Don't do this. Don't do this. You're like, but like that's that's the smooth, yeah. 
I still have a picture of his, I mean, he had a nice shiner. He said the guy just cold cocked him. He didn't even see it. And I just remember being like, what? Like we literally went to the bathroom. We came outside. Could you imagine just being like, all right, guys, we're just going to go to the bathroom, meet you outside. And next thing you know, what just happened? I mean, we were all a little drunk. Like it happens, but that was one of the craziest things ever. It just happened in no time. And then I remember FaceTiming with like my girlfriend and Paul looks at her and goes, blink once if he is keeping you captive. Show your tits if he's not or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I look. I mean, you know, Paul can get himself into trouble. I'm not going to say anything else because, you know, his his wife is... Uh, you know, I hope his wife is a podcast listener. Yeah. Neither of them are, but even no, so... I, I, I know. I'll never hear the end of it. She, she is not... She, if there's, I think if there's one person on the planet she could, she would kill, it would be me. Yeah. Uh, hands, hands down, she is not a fan. She's a but, sweetheart. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of her. Uh, to tell me something. You said you wanted to come on here. You said you had something that you're like, I got to drop this knowledge with some people. That floor is yours right now. Oh, I don't have any knowledge to drop at all. You're Nothing knowledge? I thought you that. said, so I was trying to lead you in. You said, I have a crazy New York story. Is there something you wanted to share? Uh, I'm trying to think. We're going to have to edit this a bit. I'm trying to think of how much I want to. All right. No, we, um, we, can, we can go down other lines. I'm totally okay with other lines. Freudian slip. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. I don't want to even go down there. Oh my God. I mean, there's so much, there's so much just random shit to talk about. Um, you don't have to say, you don't have to say anything. I guess my question is, what was uh, you know, I, I, I will tell you a great story. You're going to have to edit this, but we will, you know, getting back to talking about the, the college guys and the reunions and the trips we used to have. This is one of my favorite stories. We had our, and this was after the whitewater rafting trip and the, the paintball trip. We go to an event at College Park at the fraternity house and on College Ave or whatever, um, or the main house that, that, you know, the guys were using. And I will not use this guy's name because he is married now and I don't want to get him into trouble. But we, so we go and we are going to take, we're sitting there at the house. We're going to party with the, with the guys and we're going to take them out after summer. I don't think we really knew where we were going to go. So the president of the chapter, and again, we're out of school a number of years. The president of the chapter comes up to me. He's like, hey, nice to meet you. You know, I know you're, you know, you run the alumni association. You run these events. My name is, you know, so-and-so. Oh, this is way <laughs> after we graduate. Yeah, yeah, way after we graduated. Oh, and, oh okay. And, 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 and he's like, you know, do you want to do you want to eat Molly? You want to eat Molly with me? And and, right, and I'm like, look, I'm like, you're fucking 18. He introduced me to his girlfriend, who's key to the story. So his girlfriend walks over, super cute, and she, she's holding this little chipmunk, like an actual chipmunk. And huh? you know, meet her, say hi, whatever. Again, super cute. We're partying at the house, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want to eat Molly with you, but I I appreciate it. And make a long story short, he's like, well, I'm gonna eat it. So he eats it, and then we end up taking the guys. Like, we find some hell whole like strip club or something in, in pg county and we're like oh, oh we'll bring, my we'll, god and, no. we'll, bring, we'll, and we'll, we'll bring all the kids out right so we take them to. so i don't even know where this place was I, I couldn't tell you but it was like not not a place like our group should have been rolling up right at, at this time it was diverse so, to say the least yes it was extremely diverse that's a nice way to put it so we all roll up and i'm sitting there with our, our you know People. mutual fr- mutual friend here okay. uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll call him we'll call him Dunstan right? <laughs> <laughs> did he check in yeah yeah exactly so you, you always love that movie I feel like you've referenced Dunstan checked in since I was a freshman I mean that's a whole other discussion Dunstan checked in is comedic gold and it's the most <laughs> underrated movie of all time all right like yeah, an orangutan yeah. and, and, and Jason Alexander okay so we're at this like hellhole strip club that's extremely diverse I'm sitting next to Dunstan meanwhile the kid you know a bunch of the undergrads are there and they're all having fun and most of these kids ever been to a strip club whatever so they're just like screwing around but the kid the president who has eaten molly is just like rocking back and forth and out of his mind and i'm like you know what you gotta 
take care of this kid. And I just started buying him lap dance. Like, like j- just yes. nonstop. And you look in the corner at one point. So me and Dunstan are sitting there having a drink, just kind of bullshitting. Like, we don't give a shit about what's going on with the girl that we've been to. You know, at this point, we just want to catch up. And we're looking in the corner. This kid's having the best fucking time of his life. Like he's, he's on Molly, there. absolutely. He's on Molly, but he's on Molly. He's like whatever, nineteen, twenty. He's on Molly at a strip club, getting, and the girls are like giving him massages. And like I'm just paying for this. Just I'm just letting the meter run. You know, it's just like let let him letting the meter run at like two minutes a pop. Okay. But yeah, but like, like listen, where we were, I mean, who gives a shit? It's not like it's, it's that much cheaper at PG County. It's probably still fifteen, twenty bucks a dance. Whatever it was, he he was having fun. And you the baller, funny, the Grim but Reaper. Just, but just but just the look on his face like he was having such a great time and the so we wrap up the night he's having a great time all right we get all we go home we make sure all you know all the, i call them the kids because they really were the kids at the time we make sure they get home safe whatever everyone had a good night okay i get a call the next morning from the kid from the president and he's like you know what the fuck is wrong with you guys why are the <laughs> alumni more fucked up than the undergrads like what and i'm like what what happened what, what i do what i say and so of course like typically you know our our year when you and I were there, we were I think way wilder than some of the younger like the, the younger generations. I mean, h- hands down. Oh, so it was, was transitioning, so- dude. When we were like leaving, when I was leaving, we would try to get kids to come down to a rush event. We're like, hey guys, there's gonna be beer, chicken wings, and strippers, and they're like, um, we're doing a Halo tournament tonight. I'm like, you're yeah, kidding, exactly. right? <laughs> you're kidding. Yeah, exactly. And the whole so there was a typical like complaint about the alumni when we would have events with them. The alumni hazed pledges too much. The alumni broke. Down. This, the alumni stole this. Okay, whatever. What do we steal? But, but this guy, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, basically. But this, he's like, do you know? So first, there's complaints about that, and then he's like, do you know what Dunstan did? I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm like, what happened? And uh, so apparently, they all end up going back to the house. I wasn't there, and Dunstan and this kid, the president, and the president's girlfriend, the cute girl I was telling you about with the chipmunk, like just walks into the room like they're hanging out, and I guess Dunstan just like pulls his dig out and was like. Like, hey, you know, what do you think? Like, do you want to, you want to go? And the girl, the girl looks at him and is like, yeah. Oh she, my she's God. Totally down. She's like, I'm ready. She's like, I'll get double teamed right here. And the president just flips out, right? Like, he's uh, like, yeah. no, no interest in that. No, whatever. And like causes this whole thing. And he's calling me. I mean, I couldn't stop laughing. I was just, just like the whole, wow. the whole night that it had spun off the rails. And then Dunstan just like, hey, you know, how <laughs> about a little double team action? Wow. And, comp- and he was single at the time. Bitches um, be trifling. Dude, it was, that was the craziest thing is that she, that she was like 100% dead. And, and at that point, I, but that was the funniest phone call. I mean, that from the kid, just like, you know, screaming about this and that. And then there was like this, oh yeah, moment, you know, oh yeah, this also happened. You know, what the hell's wrong with you guys? I'm like, look, sorry for party. <laughs> you know, sorry for party. That should be sorry a shirt. Somebody put that on a shirt right now. It should. It you should, know, yeah. I thought that, I thought the story you were going to tell me was now, I don't know exactly what happened, but when you said that the person's girlfriend came out holding a chipmunk, I heard a rumor that at one point our fraternity had a, pet mascot dog of course i want to say it's a bulldog but i don't remember they called it kodiak mcbrodiak have you heard of this story i have not but okay so not, yeah. i know loose details so here's what i'm going to give you somebody got a bulldog which is the mascot and they named it kodiak mcbrodiak and brought it to a party and i don't know how it happened i don't know why but the dog ended up biting some chick in the face 
No, I heard that. Yeah, and I then think, they I had think, to put the dog down. Yeah, and I think they were lucky because no, I heard that story because I got a call because um, the guys were freaking out that apparently they were literally just sitting on a couch doing nothing, and the dog they got the dog from a shelter. The dog just snapped out of nowhere and just bit this girl. And she needed a plastic surgery. Like she, she was really like mauled for her tits um, were, or what she got it for. Yeah, I, I look. I don't know. Like, Two for she, one. I'm just saying, she, if you're doing my face and putting me under, <laughs> can I get some lip injections? I, or something? She may. She may have needed it. I mean, I, I don't know, but I heard. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. I know they were all worried about getting sued. But we had, when I pledged, I mean, this is a crazy story. It's just disgusting. But uh, we had a dog in the house named Malachi or Malakoy. Malakoy. Don't say crazy. Malachi. I fucking. No, no, Malakoy. Malakoy. Makes me want a lobster um, real bad. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he was just insane. And we, he'd always get out of the house and we'd get a call. He'd always run to the bars. He'd run to like Bentley's. So we'd get a call when we were pledging. They'd be like, you know, the dog got out. He's at Bentley's. Go get him. Right? It's like always where he'd run. Why are the dog And, and they were doing, I don't know. The Terps getting a win? Always run, always run to the bars. Okay. And he was and he was crazy. And I had this one pledge brother named Jack, and the dog was just obsessed with him for whatever reason. So he'd always try, always try humping his leg. Dad, that's all this dog wanted to do. So the guys are having like a dated party or something with a sorority. There's a bunch of girls around, and Jack walks upstairs. You know, he's about to leave the house. The dog just runs up to him and starts humping his leg. And like all the girls are laughing. And Jack is like trying to kick him off, right? He's like kicking his leg, like, get the fuck off me. And one of the brothers comes over and he's like, no, 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 no. Let him finish. Oh. <laughs> and literally, he had to put his leg out in front of, and I heard the girls were just screaming. Like this dog was just going to town and just finish. all over his leg. <laughs> yeah, just, oh. He just sat there and just had to take it. And I heard all the girls were screaming and I ran out of the room. Yeah, it's wow. our uh, house, house dog story. Yep. It's wow. pretty funny. All right, Grim Reaper. Well, <laughs> you may have to edit that one out. No, that one was a great one. Now, I don't know how many episodes of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast you've listened to, but something happens at the end of every podcast. It's okay. called Trivia Night or just trivia because this whole podcast kind of started because it was like, you know, it'd be fun to do trivia with some friends and see how dumb they are. So I have five very special questions prepared for you. I'm ready. What is the topic? Now, getting back to who you are, what you're about, boogeyman, chaos, sociopath, if you will, I sure. thought I would test your knowledge on five of the biggest sociopaths that have ever walked the face of this earth. <laughs> All right, go for it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a description. You're going to tell me who the person is. Are you ready? Okay, go for it. <laughs> I hope you're not taking offense to this. Personally, I thought it was really funny. No, I'm ready. Go for it. Number one, an attractive, charismatic young man living in Seattle in the 1970s. He lured women with his charm. Dozens fell prey. And Ted Bundy. Well, can I read the question? This is, this is uh, you know, Jeopardy here. I get All to right, finish the thing. It. Go ahead. Dozens fell prey and were brutally beaten and were murdered by his hands. He was so well-liked that he got away with it for quite some time. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is correct. Very nice. Very nice. All right, one for one. Question number two. I think this is a local guy as for where you're from. Number two. This guy has technically never committed a murder, but he gained fame nonetheless. His affair with teenage Amy Fisher and Fisher's attempted murder of then one of then wife Mary Jo thrust him into the spotlight. <laughs> Joey Buttafuoco. Joey Buttafuoco is correct. <laughs> He's a Long Island boy, right? He, he absolutely. And I remember she 
I don't know if she went to my high school. I think she went to the rival high school, but in my town, uh, Kennedy, and it was uh, chaos. And I think they changed the rules. It's funny. You used to be able to have a beeper in school, and I think he kept beeping her, and, uh, you know, both ways. Ah. You, you weren't allowed to, yeah, it, it caused this whole thing. You weren't allowed to have a beeper in school anymore. It goes to, that, that's definitely dating ourselves there, going back. Have a beeper. Beep, yep, the beeper. She did. did yeah. Did she end up doing porn? I think so. I yeah. think she did. I he think did. I watched or it. Or he did. I think he or did, did he too. Do it? He I always have. get them confused because I definitely watched the Tanya Harding video. And now I'm trying to think if I ever saw an Amy Fisher one. You know what? I'm going to Google this. I'll be I, right. Yeah. I, I, I definitely did not watch the Tanya Harding porn video. But I, yeah. it wouldn't do anything for it. But, the, but the, her hitting Nancy Kerrigan, I mean, I just can't not get hard. Why? <laughs> wait, that can't. That. Wait, if anybody, I thought you would be the person that watches that on replay. Like, Oh, why? I do. Re- replay. That's like why? way more interesting. Yeah, that definitely instant hard on. Question number three. The Milwaukee cannibal raped, murdered, dismembered, and sometimes ate. 17 boys and men in the 1970s and 80s. The Milwaukee, was that? Um, the don't, eating don't, thing should have given it away. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer is correct. Yes. Three for three, sociopaths, right. no sociopaths. I love yep, it. Yeah, absolutely. This one is, I actually had to add in there. I did a Google search of this, but this is one that I want to do just for me. Question number four. Was a Chinese communist revolutionary who was the founder of the People's Republic of China. Mao Zedong? Mao Zedong is very correct. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I went to Beijing a couple of years ago, and the line for his sarcophagus was miles. I'm not even kidding you. They had to actually like put a sign and said, if you're not at this point by this time, you are not guaranteed admission. People really? there like revere this person. They think he is the most sacred person in the world. If anybody hears you say anything bad about him, so they all talk about him in China like he's a freaking god. And we did a whole tour. It was crazy. And then finally at lunchtime, we sit down with like some people from Australia and from England and Austria and we're talking. And I finally, like, I don't know anything about history. I turned to everybody and said, wow, this, uh, this Mao guy, he's kind of a crazy person. And this lady looks at me and goes, this guy killed so many people. And I went, <laughs> really? She said, Hitler killed 6 million and was the worst person ever, right? I said, yeah. She goes, hold my sake. Mao Zedong, over 45 million people that were killed. Is that true? That's 40, crazy. Four, well, te- and then people like to or, defend or, or him. Or that like, he's responsible for indirectly. He starved people. He basically was like, if you don't do this, you don't get food. I mean, that's indirectly. It's like if, if you lock a dog in a room and they can't get out for a month, they're die. You, you kill them. Gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Not All exactly right, what happened to Kodak McBrodiak. Question number five for the perfect five for five, Grim Reaper. An American criminal and cult leader in the mid-1960s, he formed what became known as a quasi-commune based in California. You got to come up with some harder questions. Manson. All right. Congratulations. (laughs) You went five for five. I know you listen, you know our listeners aren't all sycophants like you are. I have that's, to Yeah, that, that's true. I mean we can talk about you know, we can talk about <laughs> Ted Bundy and Berkowitz, you know, all the time and I can you know tell you where they went wrong. <laughs> this is the hard part when I have to come up with trivia for my guests is like I had somebody on recently who's a film buff and I asked them Academy Award questions and this guy looked at me like dude, are you serious right now? I was like, you know that our audience is not everybody who knows everything about this. Like to the same point, I had my sister on and asked her all these questions I thought she would crush and she didn't. And people have been texting me like, dude, those are the easiest questions ever. Like, I I don't know who the audience is. I just try to make it gettable for my guests so you can leave here with the full five inches knowing that you went five for five. How is that cute little slug doing? 
three kids. So really? oh, nice. yeah, right. <laughs> so here's something I found out in my little research. Charles Manson actually killed how many people? Uh, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he killed no one. Zero people. Zero? He, was, yeah. he was the puppet master. He was the grim reaper himself. Zero people he actually killed. He just had everybody else doing his bidding, which kind of brings me back to so my guest of the day. So I, I'd probably way more fun to party with, though. <laughs> I always make sure you get home. Like that That's the difference. I always make sure everyone gets home alive. And if anyone does get arrested or we're in a foreign country and some fines need to be paid on the spot, I always make sure it gets done. All right. That's the well, key. That's the difference. That's why I love you, and that's why I had you on for this special two-part edition of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. Grim Reaper, are there any parting words you have for our audience? In the words of my neighbor, Matthew, who we've discussed, sorry for partying, and just keep going. That's it. Keep the train moving. And I'm going to keep drinking right now. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was an absolute pleasure of having you. Everybody, make sure you're listening to these episodes. Give us a five-star review. Hit the subscribe button. Grim Reaper. Always a pleasure. We out. Peace. We out.